Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Uh, for this week, we talk about all the hot topics of the design world and the internet. We talk about uh, Sketch's new funding announcements. We talk about uh, Twitter's new camera UI. We talk about Panic's new Coda app, which is pretty cool, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. no surprise to you know for people who follow us on twitter uh some of you may know that i acquired uh, an android device mm-hmm. uh, a while back now and i've been using well not like i used an android device for two weeks and i've been using it on and off for a while and i have a lot of things to say it was my first android phone it is still <laughs> uh anyway it was awesome we were going to talk about it today but now i don't think we will because hot news the internet is on fire, so we're probably going to save that topic for uh, next week. So stay tuned. tuned, tuned. Uh, and now, <laughs> <Silly. Yeah>. um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the internet decided in the past two hours, like everything happened. I was working, nothing happened, and then I went to have dinner, and then I came back to the computer to record this show, and everything happened. So I think we should, we should just talk about all the news so sketch decided to raise money twitter decided to effectively like have stories or something similar so like <laughs> the beginning of what will probably eventually just be stories um panic panic you remember panic yeah, yeah. panic at the disco yes <laughs> they're releasing a new album actually that <gasps> was last year this year panic is deci- decided to announce a new app a new the successor for coda anyway we're going to talk more about that in a while and also reader reader is back for mac what is happening um the return of the mac apps what is happening i know (laughs) so this is amazing so we're going to talk about all all these things i guess uh and we're gonna you're gonna get like our hot takes because we we i literally just read all of these blog posts also android q beta developer release is out I just read it. There's nothing exciting, so I don't think we'll be talking about that. Hey, we're going to talk about all about Android for the full show next week, so, you know. Um, but just don't say, hey, uh, you guys talked about all these news, but Android actually came out with a new version, and you guys didn't mention it. That's why, because it's nothing compared to... Did they to have a page where I can stuff. go and see what's new? Good question. I don't know. I just uh, looked at the the Verge. Yes, if you go to, well, no. Android If you go to developer, developer.android.com slash preview... Um, I think that's it, but it doesn't say much. Uh, anyway, so we have a lot to talk uh, talk about, and we don't want this show to be three hours long, so we get, should we get started. But before we do, I just have to I have to talk about this. Um, listeners, brace yourselves for the best follow up ever. <laughs> long time listeners, actually not that long time, but long time listeners probably remember our whole shower dingus saga. Um, uh, it all started when I was staying at Sam Sofa's house. I couldn't operate their faucet. Uh, <laughs> it was the whole thing. Then a lot of you listeners uh, just wrote in to to share all of your you know uh, episodes <laughs> with with different like faucets all around the world, like and how weird some faucets are. Anyway. This was a thing. It was probably one of my favorite episodes to date. Yeah, I feel like we need to show. revive the, the shower dingus follow up. We probably do. We probably do. Well, now we've got 
just the thing. So I, I came across, I forget how, honestly, I came across this subreddit and it's called what the faucet. Uh, and it's a subreddit and where people just share the darnest faucets. (laughs) (laughs) Some are just impossible to operate. Some are like, has the weirdest sink that is in the shape of a jaw. Some is like, look how the water just completely misses the sink and goes right into the floor. All types of weird faucets. And there's one particular one like that. That's what caught my attention. Is um, It's this post, by the way. Oh, we're going to put links in the show notes for all this. But this post that uh, it's titled, This Shower Faucet at This Hotel. And there's a video of someone trying to operate that faucet. That faucet is the exact same one that <laughs> Sam has. So... Effectively, that experience of the, the this person who recorded this video, that was me uh, probably like a year ago or something, um, trying to <laughs> trying to figure out how to make the water come from the from the shower um, handle instead of the, the faucet. Anyway, amazing. And for OG listeners, you will appreciate this subreddit. Once again, links in the show notes. Uh, Kevin, where can people find uh, our show notes? Go to layout.fm slash episode slash 136. And that concludes follow-up. I love that there's there are many ways that you think you could activate the shower. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like it's... You, can, you can rotate like the normal like bathtub faucet. You can pull out the handle for some reason. I'm like, nope, neither of these things work. It's very. It's like they're toying with you. Whoever yeah. designed this, they knew. Oh, they knew. Oh, Amazing. Okay, Kevin. Uh, let's talk about this sketch thing. So, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> this was posted a couple hours ago. Tops. Like this is brand new. Uh, sketch uh, posted this um, this announcement, this blog post on Medium. By the way. Weird. Of course, as you do. Isn't like the new trend? People the, are just the source for all your investment apologies, uh, <laughs> um, blackmail takedowns, and uh, sunset <laughs> articles. <laughs> this is what Medium is for these days. So Sketch posted on Medium this uh, this uh, this uh, article uh, titled "Sketch raises twenty million dollars in Series A funding from Benchmark," and uh, Benchmark is a VC fund, uh, apparently. I actually did not know of them. Um, and this this comes to... This is shocking to me. I did not see this one coming. Uh, Sketch was like one of the old... Like, <laughs> old exceptions of uh, companies and products that didn't take any funding, uh, didn't take any VC money. Um, and, you know, they just... They were profitable. They had a very small team, still do. Like it's probably way smaller than any of the competitors, including you know Figma, Framer, uh, Adobe, of course, Envision Studio, all of those. So they probably still have the smallest team ever. Uh, they're fully remote. They're in Europe. You know, they're, they're just, just like they were different. They were always yeah. very different from from the current um, landscape of these tools and companies. And honestly, I was kind of proud, like. I don't know. I was proud that they never took uh, VC money and they were, you know, just like that's me, not me, someone who's not from 
the US, not from Silicon Valley, uh, it's still weird to me to feel like someone would give me millions. Well, not me, but you know, gives a company millions of dollars. Like that's still, it is still weird, even though I am working at a company that uh, that is uh, is VC backed and and also, but still, I was kind of proud that Sketch somehow managed to to operate differently, right? Yeah. Um, and so this is like this is not disappointing to me. This is like okay, I guess it was inevitable, you know. Like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I felt like I agree with you for the beginning. I was like, yeah, like screw all the VC backed companies. Like, this is gonna be like a couple people in a basement type situation. They're gonna be like working on this app and care about all the details, and they're just gonna be you know, making this app, making a profit, and so be it. Um, but for me, this calculus sort of flipped like a couple months ago where it just seems like uh, Sketch is being held back so much by, like, by what it can do compared mm-hmm. to their other competitors. They're just massively, massively outspending them. Um, and I think the the biggest, like the elephant in the room here is, is Figma for sure sure um because adobe has also has a lot of money and but they're so big that that's getting in their way anyways like they're they're, they can't or they're having a harder time competing uh or gaining traction but figma is actually has a lot of money and is shipping really fast Mm -hmm. and i think that's where sketch was like holy shit like if we don't do something big then we're gonna be irrelevant because I, I do think, like, for just having used Figma, like, the collaboration features, it starts off as, like, oh, this is a neat little thing that I can uh, try out. But then it quickly it becomes essential. Like, you just don't understand how you could ever, like, work on, on projects with other people before that. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's something that had to happen. And I'm actually glad, like, I'm happy that they revisited that decision. Like, to me, that shows, like, the good companies, like, are willing to reevaluate um, old decisions when new information appears. Um, like, I don't, like, my question is, is it too late? Because <laughs> it might be. Um, like, we can talk about some of the announcements that they've made as well. Um, we will. But I do think that um, it was something that had to happen because otherwise, like, Slack would, uh, sorry. Otherwise, Sketch would just kind of stagnate over time in comparison to the other tools that are moving much, much faster. Yeah, uh, agree. And that's why I said, like, I was not disappointed. I was just, it was like, okay, like, I guess this was bound to happen. It was kind of inevitable if they still wanted to compete, uh, you know, because it was a, like an unfair advantage, you know, from all the other competitors. Uh, if you can have, like, a, you know, a team 10 times bigger and a lot more resources and, and you know, just money uh yeah uh, you're gonna move faster you're gonna be able to do things that you wouldn't be able to otherwise uh so this is like uh, yeah i i i guess still surprised i did not see it coming i was not expecting it uh but also i i totally understand why they would go with this um you know the fact that they have a small team um force them not for like strategic reasons but just out of necessity, it forced Sketch to really focus on what they worked on. Um, and so that's why probably like feature parity 
if you compare Sketch to other tools, just in how many features they have, uh, Sketch is not ahead by any means. Um, actually, Sketch is probably down the list, <laughs> right? Like, it, it, sure, prototyping is, was still a thing, but it, it's not even competing, honestly, with what every other tool is doing. Um, Figma is not much about prototyping, but more about collaboration. So they're way ahead of Sketch already uh, in that in that in that field. Uh, Framer is going all crazy with everything is code and like just what you can do with it is you know they're also going uh, they're following a different path as well. But anyway, um, the fact that it forced Sketch to focus so much on like one thing, I think that made it for the smoothest most stable and mature user interface of the tool itself um i think some people might take uh might have some concerns about your saying that uh, it's the most stable <laughs> break the plugins all the time but uh, i get what you mean well i i can tell you this i've used probably like all i'm not gonna say i use like professionally and really used all tools but i used a fair share of, of tools uh some like professionally at my job and they all have shortcomings they all have some type of performance weirdness like they're mm-hmm. there's no perfect tool uh, sketch is the one at least that i'm most sketch performance issues like is what i can put up with the most like it's right <laughs> i think it's still the most stable out of all tools um in my opinion at least for in my experience at least uh but still, but like, but, but so if they want to do everything, of course they need money. They need to hire. I assume they're going to grow their team. Uh, and the one thing that you know, with this, if you grow your team exponentially, I don't know if you know twenty millions is. <laughs> I hate to say this, twenty million is not like a enormous amount of. You know, it's, it's not a. Right. <laughs> it's not a scandalous. Uh, round right yeah <laughs> uh it's okay and, and also the being in europe being remote uh, i i bet that you know they're not going to pay or they don't have to pay silicon valley salaries for everyone right um stuff like that so it's probably 20 million for sketch is probably they can do a lot more with than a company 20 million in san francisco right that's just what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but but that will change things if they and, if they say they have a million paying customers, that's like twenty mm-hmm. bucks per paying customers, which feels like you know, it's not no money, but it's also not the craziest, most risky right. investment. And also, like this is not all the money they need. I assume they're still profitable. They're still you know, they could just keep going. This yeah. is just to accelerate, um, accelerate their you know, their products or whatever. Uh, this will change things. That's that is the one thing that I'm like kind of scared, especially aligned with some other things that they announced. And I guess we can jump straight right into straight right into that. So, like you said, they announced that they crossed a million paying customers. That is bananas. I think I would never assume with that many. Um, yeah, there's a lot of us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess there are. Jesus. Um, and then they said, like, looking forward, there's just. Uh, pre-announced or just promised or whatever hinted at two future features uh well say that three times fast future features <laughs> um <laughs> one is team collaboration that and they say that that's going to be available early this summer so it's pretty close uh and what they mean by that is that they will have um they're going to launch something that they're calling sketch for teams it effectively is like collaboration inside you know a team 
files i guess uh you can have your comments and your stuff which by the way is like interesting news for um our friends at abstract and all right i I, yeah it is very interesting how they're gonna align themselves uh with this but so so that is one thing that uh they announced and again it goes very much in line with try to compete a little bit with what figma is offering and some other tools as well um and second is they said that they're going to bring sketch to the browser starting late 2019 this this is very surprising i still don't know so i'm gonna i'm gonna quote they say uh and just as we're bringing more of cloud to sketch we want to close the loop by taking more of sketch to the cloud we're going to render the entire document add developer handoff and allow rich editing along with collaboration all without leaving the browser it doesn't say that they're going to have a version of sketch running in the browser effectively what framer and figma do today um so i when i i just read the headline i thought like well they have a million paying customers probably every designer who owns a mac that would use sketch is using sketch so i just assume that growth is stagnating for them a little bit and if they want more growth they just have to expand their market and be on more platforms windows uh, and so that's that was my thinking. Like, oh, I guess it makes sense, right? That's that's one way. The browser is one way to get into the Windows market, but this doesn't say that. I don't know. Like, it's not a port. Is not. It wouldn't be an easy thing to do because they're all native. The sketch is all running natively, right? Yeah. Um, what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it certainly is interesting. Um. Uh, to me i i took it as imagine sketch but in the browser because <laughs> um, what what would rich editing along with collaboration mean if so not if you you can edit your document the way you want here's the thing if you take a if you could take if you take away from this uh from this sentence rich editing they're saying render the document right allow developer handoff which is like the inspect right um along with collaboration, so i.e. comments. So it's effective of like something similar to Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Or what the, they already have, which is like Sketch Cloud, right? Do you have like a like developer handoff? Like can you inspect? Well, um, no. I don't think so. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Right. But they already have uh, and also, some kind of commenting feature. And... Right. But Sketch Cloud is like, I think they just render a PNG of the artboard. Mm, so yeah, it's probably. not like yeah, the I entire document. Right. You can't drill down in layers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so if you if you take away rich editing, it's like, oh yeah, this is like Zeppelin or you know, something similar to what abstract even can do today. Mm-hmm. Uh but then you add rich editing, it's like, wait, wait, wait. So you can edit the document, like you can manipulate every, uh, that's where that's what makes things a bit confusing. So yeah. I don't know exactly what they mean by this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um and how big is the Windows design community? Is another question I have. I don't know, but I'm gonna say bigger than I Bigger than you probably think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you mean it's not literally just Owen? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just Owen. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, don't I, think, know. I think what this has to do, at least to me, is um, just being able to share with coworkers and not having to worry that they have the app installed on their computer. Because um, that's kind of the beauty of Figma is you can like literally like send out the link to anyone. And not have to worry about anything. It's fine. Um, so I think that's interesting. I also think it's 
like you're right that it does make them less tied down to a single platform it seems like something that would be incredibly time consuming to do mm-hmm. and maintain um so that will be yeah. interesting to see like what happens but now they basically have to build features twice for this yep yep and which like again that i agree with you like i initially thought that this meant the full power of sketch in the browser but now that i think about it like i almost feel like something smarter would be that only the the, the developer handoff and communication tools are available on the web and they can still render the document um so it wouldn't necessarily just be a png but there would be no like designing in the browser because then if you do that then that's that's it seems like the smartest because you're taking advantage of like the reason why people like it to be in a web browser i think i I, at least i hope that it's literally just because like the ease of sharing that every Mm -hmm. document is just a url uh i think that's really powerful but do you need to be able to edit it like from the browser maybe not um i'd say like that that would be my only worry is that they actually go heads down and like replicate everything from sketch in the browser that seems like a huge waste of or well i don't know if waste of time is uh, (laughs) the right way to say it but a huge like time sink and i don't know if you get a huge boost from that that being said i could totally be wrong i have no idea of like how many people even would use this on android or sorry why am i I'm tired. Well, I guess How on many an Android tablet or whatever. On, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe on an Android tablet. That's true. Um, we'd use it on the web in Windows. I guess maybe this is our way to get uh, a sketch for the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, do, it, do it Instagram style. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, what do you think about this idea that they're just pre-announcing all these features? Like, is that something you would have done if you were in their place? I think these two features are probably like the two main reasons why people move away from Sketch today for something like Figma or something like Adobe or whatever. These are the features that like are even more appealing to non-designers um, like other stakeholders and just collaborators and whatever. Uh, so I guess like this announcement today with these two features already like pre-announced, I think it's a way to say, hey, 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 if you're on a verge, like if you're thinking of leaving, we got this, right? We're working on this. Don't worry, we'll get there. So I think it's probably smart because um, just holding on to this information for until it's ready, like, you know, bringing Sketch to the browser until the end of the year, that would probably hurt them a little bit. And also it might be some investor, in, uh, you know, influence now. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. Uh, I... I think it makes sense for them. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, it's, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, totally the right move. Because we've seen a lot of companies start looking the other way, like start looking over and, oh, the grass sure as hell seems greener on the Figma side of things. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But whenever you talk, you're talking about big teams, it takes a lot of effort and time to actually switch over an entire team to a tool. And there's mm-hmm. also huge benefits to having everyone on your team use the same tool Mm -hmm. um so i think this is a good move to basically tell to all these people you know what just wait a little bit longer (laughs) Mm -hmm. this will 
This will be easy. I promise. You can have all the features that you want and not have to do this uh, costly, expensive transition over to a mm-hmm. new tool. Like I think it is the right move. I'm also kind of happy about it as a user because now they have they planted a, a, a their stake in the ground that we have to look at early summer. Like summer is coming soon, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. If that feature doesn't come out, then we can all take this and be like, "Hey, where's my where's my collaboration?" <laughs> um, so they the fact that they were confident enough to be able to uh, write this blog post and put it out there. I think is a good sign for us. And I'm personally really excited about the team collaboration feature, right? Because that's, to me, that was the number one thing that kind of drew me a little bit to Figma. Uh, if I'm able to get that in the actual tool that I prefer and still be able to use abstract, like that is to me the best of both worlds. Um, so that will be interesting. I, the, it's kind of funny. Like I, the way that I've been thinking about this is very much like, keynote and keynote getting collaboration features um so if you're kind of curious of how that might work i think they would probably model it very closely after keynote uh and to be honest like keynote has been working really great i've worked on some uh, like a big presentation uh with it and it's been super awesome to have uh, the entire collaboration um and i honestly could not imagine working on this presentation with another person without collaboration features like this um so this will should make things very very interesting uh it'll be interesting to see also what they do about the file system like the right do your stuff now need to be in icloud like how like i don't know how all the logistics behind the scenes work I'm 100% sure they won't use iCloud for this because a lot of companies can't. You can't have your own files Yeah, like Apple Apple servers. Yeah, but then they have like a, you know, Sketch. Well, I guess they'll have something that's named SketchCloud, <laughs> but uh, like Name a, a drive style, like this is the area where your Sketch files are. Yeah, I don't know. Or did they have some kind of like web-based sort of like Figma style where all your files are literally are in the cloud? I think that will also be a weird transition. Yeah, because if you have your files in the cloud, it means you, in, assuming that you still have, uh, like, nothing's going to change, nothing is going to happen yeah. to the current Mac app. It means I'd have to download the files locally to open them locally yeah. and then push them. You know, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, um, te- I'd be so curious to learn more about how this is going to work technically. Because if they do, if they still keep the file artifact, then they have to reconcile changes and basically yeah. do conflict management. Whenever you open the file and it's like fetching back from, like I don't know how this will all work. Well, I can I can tell you how it could work. Something exactly like Abstract works amazing for me. Uh, Abstract is not sponsored this week's episode, but I do love what they're doing. So yeah, no, and that's like definitely great, but. Uh, you obviously want to see people working as they're working through the document, even before they commit. Um, oh, you think that's okay? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's a requirement. Huh. Interesting. Honestly, I gotta say, I I also love Figma. I love everything. I love everyone. Hi. Um, <laughs> please like me. Uh, <laughs> that that like multiplayer feature in Figma, in order to have multiple people in the same dock at the same time. Yeah. I like that like 10% of the time. 
So 90% of the time, I don't want that. Like, it's so weird when I'm working on a file and then I see someone else in that file. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Go away. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> someone tweeted that, that, like, that in Figma when someone, jo- or when you open a file in Figma and you see someone moving there, mm-hmm. or when you open a file in Google Docs and you see, like, people writing, it's, it's the same as, like, when you open the door to the bathroom and someone's, like, <laughs> someone's there. <laughs> it's like, oops, I'm sorry, sorry, there right. goes someone here. <laughs> Mm. so i don't know yeah maybe there should be an incognito mode <laughs> or just this ghost nobody can see what mm. you're doing mm-hmm. um yeah i mean so this is very interesting news very good for us um i think we'll continue talking about this probably as yeah. these features roll out for sure um uh, so I, I, yeah. okay i have a question for you yeah before we leave this this topic um and also it's very much in line it's like a theme this week uh with all the other announcements with panic and reader and whatever um it's this sense of you know this debate of a native application as opposed to something like render render in a dom somewhere so like a browser um you know, we both me and you, we we talked about it at length here. It's no surprise to anyone. Like, we really value that that native experience um, in some apps, uh, like especially like powerful, you know, <laughs> pro apps that very intensive apps, whatever. Um, but I feel like this is not a good financial decision, like to to bet on native applications like no one i feel like that is a, a battle that we're gonna lose if a company like sketch for example like so forget this whole announcement imagine that it would just double down on being this native app and that would be actually that's they're the only native app really well <laughs> and photoshop and adobe stuff um right if you compare it to framer and figma and adobe stuff like they're the only native app and that is something that we tout and we like i love it and this is one of the reasons why i use sketch um but i think like we're we're just a very small minority like no one actually cares about it um and i and i wonder is this do you think it's a it's a good decision like for a company if you're if you were a ceo of a company you were creating a new design tool now would you go with like a native app and that is like it probably it takes way longer to develop. It's going to be way harder to find talent and hire people who know how to code, like for the Mac. Uh, it's going to lock you in one platform, with or without Marzipan, right? Um, it, it and like it can feel nicer and be a little bit more performant. But like usually, going full native is a bad decision today, and that's kind of sad for us. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I understand the reasons why people do, um, you know, the Electron apps and stuff. I do think that it applies a little bit less to productivity tools, um, especially things like uh, a design tool. Because honestly, like 99% of your customer base, well, okay, maybe this is an assumption, but <laughs> I think a lot of your customer base is going to be on Mac already. And for me, there's a question to like, do I want to make something that's mediocre or do I want to make something that I genuinely think is great? And I think it's pretty clear where I fall on that spectrum. Um, and so 
I, I don't know. I feel like if you're making a productivity app, it's like, just go native. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see a lot of the um, cross-platform. And honestly, like, I am sure there are tons of designers on Windows. You don't have to to write to me, to tell me. But, um, like, the one strength, I think, of having this is... Um, probably a lot of students like when i started i was using windows um and i mm-hmm. that's where i learned how to use photoshop you know and so if there was no photoshop for windows i may have never tried it and may have never gone into design right like so mm-hmm. i do think that there is value there um i just i just feel like if there is any area <laughs> where um like a company can get away with just going fully native, fully fully Mac-like. It is kind of a designer crowd, right? Because it's typically people that are very picky about very tiny details. It's people that are professionals and can't afford Macs for the most part, uh, except the student um, kind of idea. Um, and it just is like productivity so people are more willing to invest like if i'm going to be spending my time my entire day in it then i'd rather have it be a native app yeah but like but if if a new like a student a designer just starting out probably still in college or whatever someone's starting out and would ask me hey what what should i use i i'm really curious about design i want to get started with it what tool should i use i'm gonna say figma i think it's still free right for individuals like, yeah yeah it's free. I don't have to ask like what kind of computer you have or if it's powerful enough to run whatever. Uh, like no, Figma, go for it. It's it's an amazing tool. It's perfect. It's free. It's doesn't you don't have to install anything. It's like go for it. Um, the only reason I use Sketch is probably because I was using Sketch. <laughs> it, it it's interesting to see this uh, this uh, change you know from this uh, announcement because i feel like sketch for the longest time and for for me that i've just been with it for so long i still feel like sketch was the underdog and was a small and they still tool. are to some extent well but like i feel like now they were like eating adobe's lunch and they were just getting users previously using photoshop and illustrator moved to, moved to sketch and all but that was like you know seven eight years ago and now Sketch is the big one, and you have the Figmas and the Framers in the in the studios eating their lunch, probably, right? It's not that people are moving away to Sketch. Like now, for the first time, well, and when I say now, I, I mean like from the last two, three years, four, uh, it's uh, people are moving away from Sketch, and that is new, probably, to the company and the product. And this is a reaction to that, probably. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know. You might, you might be right. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. Like again, I'm also fine with all the different tools. Like I, just, I feel like I still do prefer the native Mac app. But same. You know what? Like, whatever. At this point, um, yeah. it's I okay. like. You know, I like. I even feel like my issue with Figma in terms of UI have more to do with the actual look and f- interaction design of the UI than the webbiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you see the issues with the fact that it's a web app whenever you hit the play button. I don't know if you've ever done that on a big document in Figma. Mm-hmm. It'll take like a good 10 seconds. 
mm-hmm. for the preview to actually load. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm loading a big web page. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in other areas, like you, like you can feel it, but it's not a huge deal. I think the, my biggest issues is that because they are a web app, then they feel like they can redesign the way components and interactions should work. And I often feel like that's too much, like that they're inventing patterns that shouldn't exist, that are like we already know how to use drop downs. Like we don't need to come up with a new drop down style, like just use whatever already exists. Um, stuff like that. Hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, cool. I, you know, I use Figma and I've been using it for a bunch of different projects. And the collaboration just killer. We did this huge presentation uh with had like three designers work on putting it together um at the same time and it kind of just happened in the matter of like a couple hours just having everyone there product managers designers leaving comments collaborating together sharing assets like it's just incredible like something that could have never happened before um so like i totally believe in the idea of um the you know the collaboration aspects and Figma, like Figma definitely has something to be said for they've pioneered that, right? Mm-hmm. Like they brought that to design tools when everybody thought that this was a bad idea. Um, and now they convinced everyone and now everyone has to play catch up. So the question for sketch is, can they keep up with Figma? Um, and actually they have to do way more than keep up with it. Right. Cause Sketch is basically laying out what their roadmap is, but Figma has already done all these features. So mm-hmm. where are they going to be? Like, where is Figma going to be early summer and late 2019 when Sketch catches up to them? They'll probably be even further ahead. So mm-hmm. um, the question is not only can they keep up, but can they leapfrog um, Figma in the, whatever the next like big new thing is like the next collaboration they need to figure out what that is first and execute on it before they do and that will be the real challenge also just want to add i just i just saw that sketch also got the at sketch twitter handle and sketch.com domain <laughs> so that, Ooh, well that's a lot of money vc helps. money right there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um it's going to be interesting to see and we'll We'll definitely talk more about it as uh, new developments um, start coming in. So, cool. I'm excited to see all this. So, noise. Okay. Uh, should we talk very briefly about this uh, Twitter camera thing? Um, I was trying to find, like, the announcement post, but because, of course, in, in classic Twitter fashion, the announcement is in a tweet. And you can never find links to tweets. And I've seen this uh, Stammy and Stammy and and Sean Thompson's. Uh, they've they've like collaborated in tweets. Like I don't know how to do this. Like a thread is just replying to one another, but have a thread mm-hmm. co-authored. Anyway, I think they they both worked on this. Um, and effectively, it's like a new camera in Twitter. So I think I don't have. I just checked to see if I have it. I I also don't understand how Twitter rolls out new features. Um, I honestly don't. Like I I don't think I have it. Do you? I don't have the Twitter app installed on my phone. Ugh, hipster. Um, <laughs> I can't because every time I install it, I like just check it all the time, and I don't want to do that. So, uh, but effectively, it's like if you swipe 
from the right when you're in your timeline, I believe, you will see like a like a like a camera view, and then you can take a picture and quickly uh, tweet about it. So I think it's like, oh, maybe you just want to capture the moment and have something quick, um, you know, tweet something fast. Uh, I think that's like that's like the good reason, but the real reason is that this is probably a pattern very popular with uh, teens and tweens, and it's just like modernizing. I feel like the UI, and that's not you know, elephant in the room. This is this is Instagram's and Snapchat's UI, right? Yep. Swipe from a side to summon the camera, shoot a picture, add a caption, tweet, post, whatever. Um, and you said you tweeted like this is probably the beginning of the Twitter stories, right? <laughs> um, I I believe I'm still the the person like the go to person if you want to implement stories in your products. So, so they haven't reached to me, uh, so I just assume they're not working and they will reach. Uh, they will get in touch when yeah, of course, they start working of on it. Of course. Um, so so yeah, <laughs> I I honestly I think so too. Uh, I can see I I can. It's very easy to imagine a scenario where they just have a mode, like just see tweets that have a picture taken with the, this camera feature in the app. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is going to be like stories, and they're probably going to have in the beginning is just a mode. Maybe you know how you can show posts, like latest posts or top posts or tweets. I guess so you're going to see like image tweets or whatever they want to call it and, yeah yeah and a lot of the examples like, that they give to our videos and short videos right oh because that, that's the one thing you can take a picture video or start a live video as well yeah interesting that no periscope integration so i think we're just counting the days oh really okay. for periscope to be killed yeah um it's still it's still alive sometimes i get a random like notification someone is going live on periscope and i'm like what are you doing um but but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, what what do you think of this UI, this style, like this uh, this like uh, colorful overlay thing in the bottom that has the same like border radius, but you still have like a padding of I don't oh know, yeah four pixels. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. I think this is very weird. weird. Um, we have to see it in actual use because, um, for example, in their in their video, like there's no keyboard. <laughs> Um, mm. and which is like also just pay attention to that like whenever people show demos of a screenshot like if t- like text is being inputted and there's no keyboard like it's just not representative of what it actually is to use the phone mm-hmm. that was probably recorded in a simulator or something um, so yeah I don't know we'll see I think the UI is fine <laughs> like it's yeah. it is just as you would expect it Um, I don't think there's any like specifically fascinating UI decision here. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it makes sense. <laughs> like I've been I've said many times before that I think Twitter should have had stories in it. Uh it was a perfect candidate for stories and it just I guess it's taking them really long time and in Twitter fashion they're probably going to be like no, like we're not doing stories, like this is different, like we're not trying to compete and we're not doing this. And then it's going to take months and months. And in the end, they're going to be like, well, I guess this is kind of like, um, kind of like stories, but with Nazis. Uh, I hope you like it. And <laughs> nobody will use it. And then it'll be like, oh, another failed experiment. Um, so I don't know. 
<laughs> it's there's a part of me though that that worries a little bit that this is just further fragmenting what the Twitter experience is. That like I'm not gonna see these like chirons basically that appear on top of the video like that text mm-hmm. bubble thing like that's not never gonna show up in my Twitter client. So I'm gonna start missing more and more of the actual Twitter experience. And in this case, like it's kind of fine by me. Like I don't really <laughs> care too too much. But I just worry that um, these two experiences are. Uh, segmenting themselves so much that there is just one point where Tweetbot's like just not be able to sustain itself. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think it's fine. It's like it's a good improvement for people who use the app. So yeah, good job. <laughs> I gotta say, Twitter. If you if you somehow are able to cancel all the noise and all the fact that Twitter as a company is a shit show in my opinion from the outside yada yada to have context uh, Twitter the product like the app it, it's a very interesting app I would love to work on it um, but you know there's just so much around it like I <laughs> it's kind of weird I know like a lot of people like how can you work at that place you know Facebook is even worse today but anyway if I, if I could be naive enough to just like don't think about all that stuff I think it is a fascinating product to work on, um, and there's still some innovation going on, right? It's it, like for it's it's an old product, but I, still still fresh. I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Twitter app? <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, like without the vowels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so for people who have no idea what we're talking about, me included, I think you were referring to this tweet from Biz or Jack uh, that they have this internal. They're testing an internal tool uh, that they're calling Twitter, effectively Twitter without the vowels, because that was the original name. And the icon is like just completely like a blue icon, no nothing. Uh, and I, they say that they were trying to go back to basics or something, like a more pure experience or whatever. We never seen screenshots of the actual app, I don't think. Um, that, so so the, is that the, all you the, know? Apparently the actual... Twitter app um, Twitter. is something you can either download or get a test flight for. Oh, Cause, really? Because I know some people that have it. Is this where they have that threaded yes. like, comments? Yeah. Uh, okay, I got to say, like this UI for the Twitter video, new uh, photo, whatever, this UI is like, huh, interesting. I, I'm not in love with it, but it's like interesting. But that threaded UI, the way it looks, I think it looks terrible yeah it's like no way (laughs) like i don't even i mean like i'm all for low fidelity work for testing stuff but i don't even know that this is gonna test well like purely based on the execution of it Mm -hmm. like i almost feel like it's kind of pointless to test something like this because it's obviously so terrible yet like maybe the idea of having the nested comments is a good one i just Mm -hmm. think the way that they do it just makes things so confusing I don't even buy that like low fidelity thing because it takes effort and time to do that. It's not like oh, it's just you know tweet you know indented or whatever. No, someone deliberately you know someone spent a lot of time on that UI probably. I mm-hmm. uh, just yeah, I don't think it looks good. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, the funny thing about their icon is like oh, we're exploring this pure this new uh starting from scratch like starting from the blank slate and this pure new app free of everything else and that's why the bird isn't there yet because it's not 
it's like a sign that it's a work in progress. And like, it's like this whole like philosophical discussion around. That's why they make fun of us. This icon. This is they, why they make they, fun of us. They designers. just literally deleted the bird <laughs> icon <laughs> from the from the icon. Like it's just so like this this tweet is just the emblem of what Twitter where Twitter is at is like over obsessing over decisions that don't matter at all and just missing the bigger picture. Like these yeah, these kinds of things make me sad. Like again, I <laughs> still like Twitter and still appreciate it, but man, like this is really annoying. And for for me honestly, like because I like the app better than the Tweetbot app for a lot mm -hmm. of design decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. But for Same. me the worst part is they need like something that I can turn down the dial on the notifications and the like trying to grab my attention stuff like that is just too much i don't want to see anything recommended to me i don't want to see any badges inside the app i only want you to tell me about when people mention me like that's the only thing i care about and right now that's what's preventing me from using the app like it's right now it's like all or nothing there's no in between that's like hey i want to use this as a same person and not just be like overwhelmed by notification yeah. badges every time I would even be okay with that. The only single thing that prevents me from using it is like, give me a way to confidently use this app knowing that I can read all the tweets in my timeline. That's it. That's, well, that's it. Like, uh, I have a that, counter. I know I, how many tweets are left. I think that's a little left. bit too much to ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just make me confident that I can read everything. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I've yeah, even given whatever. I'm not going to get back into this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this, social networks, uh, what do you think of uh, Mark Zuckerberg's letter? So I didn't read it. Okay, just giving giving people a TLDR. Um, Mark Zuckerberg made a medium post on Facebook, effectively, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, where he was saying that um, he sees a the pendulum swinging back to more personal, more private communications, and he wants Facebook to move more towards that direction. He thinks that there's a place for the kind of public town squares that Facebook is right now, but that the future is a lot more personal and it is a lot more private. So he wants to make the focus of the company to be privacy um, <laughs> and be like basically like the, the leader in having private, like encrypted communications between individuals and have people feel confident that it's not going to be shared with other people uh, externally. Um, one of the things that, they, that he talks about, which I think is probably like one of the most interesting parts for me, at least, is this idea that um, things you post now are starting to come back to haunt you. Um, so we've seen many, many instances mm -hmm. where someone has tweeted or said something stupid, um, and then years and years later, that comes back uh, and people like find this, this tweet or this message. And they're like, why did you say that? Um, and so they're sort of thinking about ways uh, to not just delete, completely delete all the stuff that you post, but basically have them automatically be archived after a certain period of time and only be accessible to you, which I think is like, honestly, the way it should be. Um, yeah. I want forever access to my things. Like you should, you should be able to like resurface me things that I've posted about. If it's interesting, like I, I feel like the idea of 
having your social presence as a way to remember stuff that happened is yeah. very powerful. But I don't think that it should data, be publicly right? accessible by everyone. Like someone can pull out something from years and years ago. It does cause some challenges of like, well, some things are valuable historically and shouldn't necessarily just disappear. Um, but I think if anyone can tackle that problem, like it is Facebook. Like, I don't, I don't think this is a problem that Twitter would be able to do. <laughs> like, they can't figure out the, the tweet editing. But um, I think Facebook is a company that can competently, like, execute on that vision. Um, my question there is, it's like, so what is that exactly? Like, is it just a an encrypted version of Messenger? Like, I don't know. Like, I... The whole sentence is like... They're saying that the future of Facebook is not Facebook, right? It's yes. very weird. Yeah. And I, I don't know if anyone take you know can take Mark Zuckerberg you know, talking about privacy seriously, <laughs> yeah. given giving all context. I'm not saying that he doesn't mean it at all. I'm just saying that you have to win us back, man. If you want, right. you know, like I'm not. I, I you lost the benefit of the doubt already for me and for a lot of people. Yeah. Facebook, you know, just the the, the public uh, perception of the company is is in bad shape uh, and i think they deserve it honestly but but anyway um that is very interesting that now he's saying that and he's focusing on that i don't know to what extent um i have no idea what that looks like because right now the money maker facebook is probably still newsfeed right right um like i know whatsapp and messenger is huge and instagram uh, is huge for them but well, no, let's take Instagram out of this. Uh, what's happening in Messenger, they're huge, but I, I doubt that they're they're making a lot of money for Facebook. Um, just just because they make money by selling ads, and I don't see a lot of ads in those apps. So yeah, especially... I'm they, assuming... <laughs> they took out a lot of the ads, at least for me and Messenger. Like, you remember I they had this phase where uh, Messenger just, like, got really terrible, and then they when they shipped the redesign, they just got back to being good again. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't have any ads. I use Messenger like, uh, one minute a month. You know, I don't just, I don't use it enough to know. I have, I started using WhatsApp, uh, for the first time because in Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. a lot of people use it apparently. And I have Android friends. I know, I know. Uh, just kidding. I love them. I am an Android user (laughs) partially. Um, but anyways, I started using WhatsApp. I don't yeah. know, friend of the show, Charlie. Charlie, you, you work there, but I don't think that app is a good app. I really don't. I mean, I, I don't know. It might be a good app. It just doesn't appeal to my sensibilities. <laughs> like it's an app it. that's designed with by people that have very different tastes than I do. Um, like, if very if, good way to put it. Like, just how much personalization is offered. I think for some people, it's just this is amazing. Like, I they they don't want to use another app. Because, just, like the the sole reason being that hey i can have this beach background on my conversation <laughs> and for me it's like no do not want <laughs> like, this is this is not what i want in my app um so i don't think it's necessarily bad it's just maybe prioritizing different that's things. fair enough that is very fair um i do think you're right that this idea of having more um private more personal um interactions like for example whatsapp like for example messenger these things lend themselves uh does uh, these things don't really lend themselves well to advertising 
Can you imagine like if you had an ad inserted between like two of your text messages and iMessage? Like how yeah, it, terrible that would feel? It would just feel creepy, right? Like cuz if cuz it feels like you're in a room with your friends, right? Like yeah. even when you're scrolling through stories on Instagram like I'm consuming content coming out of the world. So when you see an ad, it feels in line, right? It's like I guess right. ads are also in, out in the world and I am just consuming stuff out there. When you're like in a chat one-on-one with, with or with a group of friends, it feels like we're in this room together. Like it's just us. Yeah. Um, injecting it at that it would just feel creepy. Yeah. So someone has to explain to me how this works business-wise, right? Because the way that these things work right now for Facebook is that they suck all of the data out from your personal conversations, right? To inform their more like town square type products where they can show ads that are uh, tailored to the stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why people think that, oh, Facebook is listening to me, blah, blah, blah. No, they're just reading the messages you send on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> it's and not that they listen to the microphone. is when you say, I think Facebook is listening to me right. because of this. <laughs> now they know it. Yeah. Um, and that's how they monetize these messaging services. Now, do we know that for a fact? Isn't WhatsApp uh, also encrypted? Maybe WhatsApp is encrypted. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm not enough of a user of WhatsApp to know. Uh, maybe it is. But so that means, though, that if they are going to encrypt it fully so that Facebook doesn't have access to the content of that message, then they can, can't use that to customize your ad experiences. So mm-hmm. they're basically shutting down what that, the value that this was providing to them. Um, and also if the future is going to be fewer of the big like town square stuff and more towards the personal stuff, it's like the future is moving towards a world where Facebook makes less revenue. And oh, by the way, they're, they're even closing down on the little way that they have to make the revenue through those apps. So it's like, it seems like maybe there is some kind of like super smart, new business model idea um that's even more aligned with the user's needs and desires that zuckerberg is thinking about i just don't see it right now me neither but it'll be interesting to see to follow um yeah okay can we talk about panics yeah let's do that okay uh panic uh for folks who have no idea what we're talking about panic is this uh this company very old school company that uh, makes mac apps and i guess uh, ios apps as well uh they are probably most well known by uh by being the makers of this app called transmit which is a a ftp client (laughs) in the mac it's a little like truck icon (laughs) probably seen it uh they also made uh, coda which was a very popular uh text editor for web stuff in like early 2000s i say like I don't actually. I don't know what they released it, but it was very popular when I was back in college. So let's say two thousand nine and ten. <laughs> uh, they also uh, made Firewatch. Well, not made, but they published or whatever the video game. Anyway, it's like a very old school com- ma- company that makes apps for Mac. Uh, they they're probably like twenty years old of a company, small team, one of those like dinosaurs. They're like remember these from the old days, small teams that made. Um, apps for the mac that and this sold them for a for scandalous <laughs> like 20 bucks or whatever mm. <laughs> panic they're amazing they're in portland i think seattle i think it's portland anyway anyway you should you should 
you should follow them and take a look at their work. They just announced. Um, well, actually, the, I think this this whole saga started like a couple months back when uh, they they announced that they were not gonna keep the name Coda for their text editor. Um, also, Coda and their iOS counterpart. I don't know why they renamed it. When they release it, they, it was named Diet Coda, which is the best name still to date. Yeah. My favorite name for an iOS app ever. And they eventually, I don't know when, but they changed it to Coda for iOS. So I guess SEO wasn't helping. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, a couple of months back, they announced that they were not going to keep the name Coda because there's this uh, fancy new tool call, called Coda, Coda.io. Uh, actually use it in Netlify. It's effectively like a documentation, internal documentation tool, uh, so similar to Notion or you know even Facebook Paper and stuff. Uh, so they announced that they were giving away the name Coda for them to use and yada yada. But more news on the subject soon. And those news uh, just you know broke today, and they they announced that they they are working on a new version of Coda, a new text editor. Um, the the previous version of Coda, uh, I think, was a good reflection of web development's uh, state back then. It was very influenced by web servers, and there was a lot of FTPing. Um, and and so they have this blog post again, linked in, a link in the show notes. Um, they're 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 working on a new version of Coda. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be called Coda. It's gonna be a modern thing. It's a complete rewrite. Uh, they will sell it for money. <laughs> I, I this is a beautifully written blog post in where they oh, think, yeah. they say things like like uh yeah there's a lot of competition and they're all free um yeah my favorite and, line is many of our competitors are free and we really rely on well revenue <laughs> it's just so good yeah <laughs> that's like when they say that uh we know and i'm quoting we know we'll never crush the big guys. We won't even be on, on Windows, but that's okay because crushing anything has never really been a goal. Instead, we're working hard to give you something really amazing, something you use every day, something worth switching to. Uh, this is like music to my ears. Someone, old school, great company, small team, making a text editor for the Mac natively. They don't have any goals or ambitions to become number one or the most used text, whatever. They're going to do... They're going to create the best experience that they can, uh, and they're going to sell it. I love this. Uh, the big question for me here is like they said they they, they say something like we're going to use new modern tools and like to to you know to accommodate new web development trends and stuff because uh, you know it's 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 a different world out there than when they released the initial Coda initial version of Coda. Uh, and that is like that is a big question to me. I don't know what they mean by this. They say that the, the, some of the features are going to go away, like MySQL client and visual CSS editing and all that, which I think are good decisions. They should yeah. stay focused on all that. All that is honestly very outdated and <laughs> not really used today. Uh, but I don't know what this means. Like, They should also get rid of FTP. They should get rid of FTP because no yeah. one does it. Everything is like a Git <laughs> workflow nowadays. Yeah. Um, I know that it's going to have a terminal built in as well. Again, I don't know what this means. Um, looking at the one screenshot that they have, uh, you can see a little tab that says that says web server. I don't know if this is a local web server. I don't know if this is pushing to a web server somewhere. 
uh, unclear, but I see you know a couple of Git ignores and uh, GitLab CI YAML file <laughs> vagrant. Um, yes, <laughs> vagrant file. I don't know. Um, I am really excited. I'm really really excited about this. Uh, my text uh, editor of choice today is still Adam. Just because first I'm not a pro, an engineer programmer. Like I'm not in the text editor all day. I know VS Code is way better at everything, but I just can't with the UI. I don't know what people say. It's so Microsofty that it feels yep. very weird to use. And so I'm still using Atom. It's not the best, but it's customizable like to me. Um, it's customized to, to my knees. I have my own template and theme that I'm good. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I welcome this. I yeah, I'm also yeah. using Atom again, and not because, but not by choice, effectively. Um, mostly because it's the least bad <laughs> that's out there, uh-huh. and I've been trying so many. Like, there's uh, the Cut Editor, and there's um, some some other one um, that's like a native Mac, but they're so young and uh, kind of don't have that many users and are lacking a lot of important features that mm-hmm. it's just like expect that a mod- modern text editor would have um right. my hopes for this new uh version of coda is no ftp <laughs> like i really really <laughs> hope they don't try to keep this idea that ftp is a thing it is not anymore ftp is very very dead uh <laughs> so we need to move on and so what i want to see is really great uh and they call this out um in the thing but autocomplete for stuff mm-hmm. like css like by default i should be able to tap like tap like a few letters and tab and it should complete to the right thing same thing whenever i'm writing html or if i'm writing um like some react code like autocomplete a lot of stuff as possible like support all the popular languages and not just like javascript is not just javascript support the different specific frameworks Mm -hmm. because i think that's like the base the bare minimum you could possibly have um and then also work just as well for a project as it does for a single file like hopefully you should just be able to like double click on a thing and not be in a project not be in anything that it's just like literally this thing and i'm i'm Mm -hmm. working on this alone and this is fine Uh, if they are able to do that like my criteria are so incredibly low for what I need. <laughs> it's just like the bottom of the barrel, like the bare minimum. If they're able to do that, like I will switch to, the, to Coda like any day. And you know what? I will buy it regardless, even if they do what I want them to do, yeah. and even if they don't. That is but true. <laughs> I really, really wish I could switch to that because I don't even do a lot of web development. So even if it does some things a little weird, whatever i can put up with it but i just need that the basic functionality to be working i i subscribe wholeheartedly with with everything you said and that is still it's pretty much what i also require like for me to use it as my primary text editor uh i would just add that to have like my coworkers, my programmers and friends using it I i think it just needs some kind of like plugin support in where mm. people can like write linters that you can just install and it will run or write. I, I'm not even go yeah. like themes and I assume that's like a given. 
um you can add it you know customize your <laughs> text editor um but like having that that plugin model um i think it you need that to succeed as yeah and again maybe that's not their goal but you know having a linter i think you need that right yeah so yeah i can't wait can't wait i you know the, again links in the show notes you can uh submit a little form to get into their waiting list i assume to get on the beta when it's when it's when it's out uh i'm there uh can't yep, wait same can't wait <laughs> i've never filled out a form this fast <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that's interesting is they'll be keeping the icon do we know that though so i see if, it if you on look the at little... the screenshot there's like a little yeah. leaf up at the top so I'm thinking that this is just the icon that they're keeping, uh, which is great because I love the icon. I think it's it's really good, really solid leaf textures in my dock. <laughs> it's a it's nice from all the other rounded, you know, lo- like logo against like a rounded uh, circle, um, rounded circle, whatever. I don't know how to <laughs> talk it. anymore, but you get, you, you get what I mean. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very excited about this. We'll see. We'll see how it goes uh, whenever they launch it. All right. Well, this is getting uh, on the long side of the show. Uh, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, should we get the recommendations, Mr. Kevin Clark? Okay. Uh, let me do that. <laughs> so, my recommendation this week is this service called Pinboard. Oh, my God. <laughs> So so last week you recommend a Kindle, now Pinboard. We just talked about Coda. Like, what is going? What year is this? Yeah, I'm just following the theme of old school. Um, wow, have you heard of this new service called Twitter? Um, so if you don't know what Pinboard is, uh, it's this very very old service that's been around for years that you have to pay real money for. Um, mm. And basically, what it is is kind of a bookmarking service. So the way it works, they have these uh, browser extensions. And when you're browsing any website, you can click the extension and you get a little dialogue that has title, the URL, description, and tags. And basically, it's just a way for you to save some web pages that you want to be able to go back to later. Um, and that's it. That's literally how it works. It looks super ugly. <laughs> um, it's just the like worst it, looking right website now. in it looks the terrible. internet. But you know what? It, it is rock solid. It's, I've been using this for years and years and years. I have th- literally thousands of articles and web pages that are saved in there. And I save stuff to it every single day. This is my, like, because there's, there's nothing worse than the feeling of, like, I've, I remember I saw a website, but I can't tell what it is. Again, you're like trying to find it and then you're looking through your Twitter favorites or something and you just cannot find it. This is the solution to that problem. So anytime I see a website and I think it's even remotely interesting, I'll just bookmark it. If there is something interesting about it, I will try to put it as, an, as a note. Um, and what's great about that is everything is fully searchable. So it's kind of your own search engine for the articles that you've seen. And I think that's super powerful. They also automatically archive all the web pages that you go to. So again, in in our uh, theme of old things, <laughs> if you want to be looking at, you remember this old article from five years ago and the website don't, doesn't even exist anymore, you can still have it. There's the archive right there. Everything's saved. Uh, fully searchable. So 
I think it's so weird. Like it's one of the only services that I've been using for years and years and have never stopped. Um, and it still works just as great as it did before. So I recommend it. It's not fancy. Like don't expect something fancy, but no, it works. No, it, no, no, it's no. solid it's and it's reliable. Um, but it, the thing is, it doesn't need to be that fancy. Like there's, there's not that much that I, uh, that much more that I would need from that tool uh, that it doesn't have right now. So. This is the worst looking website ever. I did use this way again, college days. Um, I just, so <laughs> their logo is like a five icon sized uh, icon dingus. And even that is not retina ready. And it's like, it's like this is, this is, this is, a, <laughs> this is a dinosaur. It's amazing <laughs> that it never got updated, but I just went to the to the page and I, just because i did use it back in the day so i logged in and i i don't know what's going on i know i'm not paying for this anymore i think i might still be have a, stuff right i think i, think might I have, have a free tier i think i i think i at some point i probably set up a if rule or recipe that would probably like all of my twitter faves stars would added to him to pinboard so i have stuff here like added today <laughs> hmm. like i'm still i guess everything that i liked or starred on twitter it's here amazing amazing interesting yeah i mean it's pretty cool one thing i just noticed and i don't really use this feature but um there is a way that you can follow whatever other people save um and i just realized i follow jason santamaria and he has lots of pins he's bookmarked something seven hours ago <laughs> lots of in- really interesting articles so i don't know i think it's a it's definitely an interesting tool it's like a weird bizarre world social network in a sense again it goes very much into theme of old school internet yeah. stuff i just checked this one thing that i pinned a long time ago it's an article by uh, my friend Alex. Um, and it's, it must have OS X apps for designers and developers. I'm trying to, get, to check the date. Um, April 2013. Um, look at this screenshot. I'm going to send it to you. Actually, I can check the old, old, old Dropbox icon. I can check the old, 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 old Spotify icon. I can see the old ByWord icon. The Sketch 2 uh, icon. So... It was still gray, the little diamond. Um, it's this is amazing. Oh wow! <laughs> I am loving this. Damn. Live view. Oh yeah, I remember that sketch icon. Wow. Yeah. Sublime text too. <laughs> well, that's still live. Still I think. alive and kicking. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same icon. Years, yeah. years later. <laughs> Dropbox. Okay, well, let's get to my recommendations because we have to wrap this up. Uh, I have, <laughs> I know we don't have a lot of time, but I have three recommendations, <laughs> but I'm going to go super quickly. So I just, I was like looking for recommendations. I didn't know what to pick for this week. And so I just went through my, what they call it? Safaris, like when you click on the uh, URL bar, you get the, it's not favorites or maybe it's favorites, whatever. Uh, things that I bookmarked there for quick access. And there's three little websites web apps utilities that i use actually quite often and i think it's just like the perfect little web web utility and so one is called 
uh, it's a SVG OMG, <laughs> mm. and it's a SVG um, uh, compressor optimizer thing. And I have used all of the compression apps and algorithms and tools to compress SVGs. This is like by far just way better than everything else. You just drag and drop an SVG to this little thing. You have a shit ton of little options that you can say, oh, remove the doc type and remove the XML instructions and remove all the, you know, the, you clean all the IDs and remove whatever, whatever. So you can pick and choose what exactly you want to just get rid of. Um, you can you can manually change the precision. Uh, effectively, it just like eliminates little points, you know, vector points. Uh, and there's like a live uh, preview of the SVG that you're compressing. So you can just tweak everything, see if the quality is still there. And like right now, for this one example, I just compressed something by 99.8%. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> wow. um, it's amazing. I use this. Uh, actually, my front-end team made me like use this, please, <laughs> every time you send us an SVG. <laughs> and I'm happy to oblige. So that's number one. Number two is uh, this uh, website. Uh, the URL is aspect.netlify.com, not sponsored. Um, and it's very, very simple thing. You have two fields, one width, one height. You type in a value in one, and then you select the aspect ratio that you want to mm, That's pick. really cool. So like on width, I'm going to say, oh, it's 300 width, and I want a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. So the height is uh, 225. I can never do this math, and this is just very useful, very handy. Um, so another plug. And lastly, uh, it's this little utility called screen.guru. Guru? Screen.guru? Guru? Whatever Guru. it's called, pronounced? Guru. <laughs> uh, it's, it's you, you just, you, you, you pick, you just paste a link to a web page, whatever it is, um, and it will create uh, like a like a screenshot of that web page with a very clean and minimal like uh, you know window Chrome and stuff like that. And it's really cool if you want to share something like a screenshot of a web page or something um, very easily and something that looks nice. Hmm. Uh, you can do so with that. this little thing. Pretty cool. That's please it. wait. The guru draws the internet. <laughs> hmm. It says, "Please wait. The guru draws the internet." It does. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm, I'm not that into the browser Chrome that they use, but fair enough. This is a cool idea. I guess you can fork it and change it because it's on GitHub. Uh, Sweet. Cool. All right. Okay. Before we go, quick shout out to Billy Mitchell for the one of the funniest tweets <laughs> I've seen in a while. <laughs> so uh, Links in the show notes. Uh, it's him with two sets of headphones, one on top of each other. And it says, uh, when I'm trying to play, play Battlefield, but I can't stop listening to both Design Details and Layout FM. Uh, thanks so much. That was, <laughs> that was funny. Um, and, and that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, again, stay tuned for next week. We're probably going to talk about Android if uh, we stick to the plan. But that's the plan. Uh, you can you can get it you can get in touch with us by uh, tweeting at us. We are at Layout FM. I am at Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find show notes for this show, uh, and you can find the links to everything we mentioned uh, on our website. That is layout.fm. 
And uh, lastly, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, check them out. They have a bunch of new shows, actually. Uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't checked them in a while, uh, do so because there's like more stuff being added all the time. I think the most recent one is um, they have Framework. It's it's a podcast about uh, like all the planning and building that goes into. Uh, bringing your product to market as a tagline also they have a new react podcast so if you're into web stuff and react i guess <laughs> listen to that it, it's uh it's uh hosted by uh, michael chan and uh it's pretty cool so listen to that as well and again spec.fm and that's it that, that's all i have for the outro um bye bye <laughs>